welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is Doug, and we are here once again with the Homegrown Remix Podcast, the weekly podcast of Crossroads Farm, where we take four of our brightest students. It's amazing how they change every week. And uh, we digest, dissect, and discuss the topics of the night. Tonight, we were talking about being hospitable, and that seems like a weird topic for teenagers. So uh, we're going to we're gonna kind of move from there, but it's Christmas. It's Christmas season. So uh, after our team introduces themselves to you, we're gonna start with some questions about, uh, some amazing questions. I think there are great questions, really. I think so, about Christmas, because, you know, it's the best time of year for me. Uh, I am Zach Avalter. I go to Reading High School, and I am a sophomore. I am Chloe Monahan. I go to Reading High School, and I'm a freshman. I'm Rachel Zuck. I go to Marshall High School, and I'm a senior. Uh, I'm Jacob Foley. I go to Quincy High School. I'm a senior. Okay, I'm going to start with this question. How old were you when you believed that Santa no longer existed? Wait, he doesn't exist? Sorry, Zach. Um, I mean, thought that he didn't exist. When, when, when you <laughs> no. thought, and if you still think he exists, then for our part, you have not heard anything other than that from us. <laughs> No, I'd probably say, uh, probably around like seven or so. I was probably like 10. <laughs> yeah, I would say 10. <laughs> I think I was like seven or eight. I mean, it's a good buy-in. Seriously, you want to hang on to that as oh, long yeah. as you can, right? Oh, yeah. Did somebody else ruin it for you? Or did you just kind of go, oh, wait a minute? Well, it kind of like started, it was like, I don't think this makes sense anymore. And then yeah. I asked somebody and they're like, no, that's stupid. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks for crushing my dreams, man. I know. No. I know. Oh, my, my sister sat me down and told me um, the tooth fairy's not real, Santa's not real, Easter Bunny. You know, they just told me, so. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. Wow. That's an unloving family right there. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were just like, you know what? We want some help, so you're going to understand that he doesn't exist, and you're helping now. So. Wow. Harsh re it's reality on top of yeah. like, harsh reality. Oh, yeah. Just, wow. That's how I there was. <laughs> like, we just have to help because we have such a big family. Yeah. Wow. And just, like, wrap all the presents and stuff. Here, I'm not eating all these cookies. Somebody take a bite of each of these, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, here's the next question. What is your single maybe fondest family tradition, the thing that you always do and you're like, this means Christmas to me. Like, I know it's it's Christmas when we do this. I'd probably say, so every Christmas Eve, my um, entire family on my dad's side, we all go to my grandma's and she gets everybody their own personal, like, pajamas. Like, they're not matching to anybody's, but, like, there's something specific that you like, that you, like, you requested. Mm -hmm. um, and they're always super comfy and I wear them. I wear them all day on Christmas, and it's just the best. Nice. Um, the weekend after Thanksgiving, our whole family like comes over, and we have a ton of like blow ups and a manger and stuff, just like to put up in our front yard, and we get on the roof and put all of our lights up. Nice. So decorating's the it's Christmas now. Yeah. All right. We always have like a Christmas Eve dinner after like communion and stuff. Someone always burns the rules every year. Oh, that's a bummer. You know, 
I swear, I don't understand. <laughs> so my mom got this book from my grandma when she was just first had me. Mm -hmm. And it's got a book for each day in December. And she'll read it to the whole family, one book per day. We have about 60 books now in our collection, so we'd have to go two a day. <laughs> and, you know, frankly, my kids don't like being read to as much as they used to, being, you know, all pretty much in their 20s. They're not as into it as they used to be, but uh, we just have the nieces and nephews over, and um, we let them look at all the Christmas lights through those 3D Christmas glasses. Cool. It was pretty special. So, uh, Yeah, ours is uh, the Christmas fondue. It's Christmas Eve. Our entire Christmas Eve is just packed. Mm -hmm. So we do the fondue, then we go Christmas caroling, then we you know read the Bible story, then we watch White Christmas, then we finish wrapping presents, and then by 3 o'clock in the morning, we go to bed for two or three hours. Yeah, just do the three by seven, seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I have you know 20-year-olds, so they don't care when we start. We can start at 11. <laughs> but they used to have to sit at the top of the stairs and wait for it. It's like, oh, yeah. Are you awake yet? No. Make us coffee. So, um, it's how my kids learn to exist. All right, so the the single greatest Christmas gift you ever got, because I, I, I have three that are hard for me. I got a real six shooter with a holster. It was great. I got a uh, an Epiphone Wildcat Hollow Body Limited edi Edition, so that was pretty sweet. A guitar, it's a nice ride. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's nice when you when you have adults buying you stuff and there are you know eight other people mm -hmm. buying for your your good yeah. gift. And then uh, yeah, I mean I've had a lot. Dawn's a really good gift giver. Yeah. Um, mine's got to be so it was like 2014 or 2015, uh, and instead of like we normally get a couple presents from my grandma every year, but instead everyone just got like one, and then. Um, she told us that in June, we're all 24 of us. We're going to go to Florida for a week and spend the entire week in one of these like massive houses. It oh, yeah. has like eight bedrooms with like three beds in each room. So like everyone had like almost their own bed. And then like we spent the entire week at like Disney World. So that was probably wow. my favorite Christmas present. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I'd say mine was like... Um, and I got my first American Girl doll. She's like my look-alike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was pretty sweet because my sister had all of hers. And I was just like over there sitting with nothing. <laughs> Finally got one. We went through an American doll phase. <laughs> Rachel? Great question. Um, I think like anytime we go on like a vacation, that's a good present. Or when I got a coin from when Jesus walked the earth. Oh, that's cool. That was really cool. Yeah, that's a very cool gift. Jacob. Man, I got a couple. Like, we went, we always get like horse treats and stuff for our horses, and we'll go out there. We went out there, and two of our horses had babies on the same day. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. almost never happened. Like on Christmas? Yeah, on Christmas. Wow. That's, that's, yeah. That is cool. Yeah, that was, that was pretty insane. Yeah. Well, it's cool how they're different. Like all of our gifts. Right. Okay, Rachel, a little shy. Maybe at first. Once you know me, I'm definitely not shy. Okay. That's how I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's uh, do you think it's harder for shy people to follow this command that Christ laid down? Maybe again, coming back to that, scared of rejection almost. Like they they don't want to talk to people because they're afraid. 
Maybe in some cases, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not shy either. So I don't necessarily understand what motivates it. It's just not yeah. how I'm wired, right? Yeah. So, but would this be harder for somebody who's shy or is it different for somebody who's shy? I'd probably say it's just like different, maybe. Um, I don't know for sure, like what they're thinking when they're in their relationship with Christ and everyone's relationship is different. But um, I just say that uh, it's kind of harder to do the things Christ did if you're not really willing to put yourself out there and like show people who you are. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very different. Like they can obviously still follow and be shot at the same time. I I guess I guess I just I I don't know how they would go about it. It's obviously they can do it, but I mean, it's just different. Chloe, what do you got? I'd say it's like different because it's like they're used to not talking to anybody if they're shy. So it'd be like hard. I guess it'd be hard and different <laughs> for them. So. I think it's different, but if if they're shy, they may not be able to like ask their questions about God and have a conversation and open up rather than like people that aren't shy. You can have a pretty good conversation and see each other's like opinions and thoughts on it. It may take longer. Yeah. And I think it it's probably maybe a little bit more deliberate. Mm -hmm. There there has to be a person-to-person -person investment. I think sometimes if we're really outgoing, it's easy. And it's easy to fling you around. You know what I mean? It's yeah. easy to just be, hey, this is, this is fun for me. Mm -hmm. As opposed to a shy person who has real investment. Probably a little more measured. Like, like you said, you're not necessarily afraid of mm -hmm. being you in front of anybody. So... Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe in that way, it's almost better in the fact that they're more intimate with that relationship. They get more time with that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me uh, finish by saying this. So Christmas is a time where we celebrate Christ coming to earth, where we welcomed him. Uh, how do I communicate that to a world that doesn't necessarily care that Jesus came? How do I show them that in my own life? Yeah, it's hard to question. <laughs> I know. I'd say you'd have to be a little bit more like deliberate with your actions, especially during this time of the year. Um, just because like you can like you can do many things that people who don't um, believe in Christ you can do many of the same traditions, but if you like have like if you talk about like the reasoning why you have this tradition or why it's important to you and like your relationship with Christ. I think that can be very important to like showing the world what Christmas is really about. Yeah, the I think that's good. The actions, your actions, can show them the real meaning. They they if they don't want to believe that's their choice, but it's kind of hard not to when you're out there doing it physically, proving them this is this is what you're supposed. To, this is this is what's happening. So I gave a couple of uh, thoughts, things that, you know, I, I felt like, here's a challenge, go after somebody. What's the biggest hurdle right now for doing that? Obviously the pandemic, you can't have contact. Right. And people are afraid to come, right? Mm -hmm. um, not everybody, but some. So how do we get over that? 
Like, let's problem solve. I mean, for, for I have a carousel of middle schoolers, mm -hmm. and the ones that do come are friends with the ones that don't come. So, at least the, our kids tell us that they go and talk to their friends and tell them the message and stuff. And I think that was pretty cool that the middle schoolers would, like, do that. Yeah. That was, that was pretty, pretty insane to see that they would care that much about giving the message to their friends that didn't make it. That is pretty cool. It's a big question, obviously, you know, and, it, and I, I don't, I don't think we're done yet with the pandemic. No. We're going to go through Christmas figuring yeah, it out. This winter's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, talk about that just for, for a couple seconds. Last words, something to we're supposed to be hospitable, meaning inviting, welcoming, you know, explaining. You're, you're talking to people out there who may or may not be able to come out of the house, right? Mom and dad might not let them or, or mm -hmm. whatever. What do you say to the people who are listening right now? What's your kind of last take on hospita hospitality? Um, I just say that um, hospitality is something that's pretty hard to do when you have to stay six feet away from everybody. That's kind of just a difficult situation. So I'd say that when you have an opportunity to interact with people, just trying to be as sincere and as loving as possible in those situations goes a very long way mm. when that's like a very limited interactions people can have. Yeah, as you said, Doug, the, you have to be deliberate in all the opportunities you get in this period of time. Mm -hmm. Like you said, that we don't have many opportunities, but those ones we get, we have to make it, we have to make it count. Yeah. I'd say like what you said, um, since we can't see each other now, like reach out to them, like know that you're there for them, have them know that you like always be there for them. It's mm -hmm. good. Um, I'd say like the overall thing that we've talked about is just like, don't think too highly of yourself to not include others. And during this time, like everyone said, make sure you make it count, show through your actions, show giving, show welcomeness. It's good. Thanks, guys. Once again, expertise from teenagers who, you know, really know how to live as teenagers. So, mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. It's been awesome. And like always, this is Doug and, and a really amazing group of students for Crossroads Farm and the Homegrown Remix podcast. Until next week, we will see Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI, also on Insta and Twitter.